At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Have you ever dreamed of starting your own photography business? If yes, then check out our new course, How to Start a Photography Business. It's led by pro-American photographer Crystal Kenny. She offers a breakdown on everything you need to succeed and make great money running your own photography business. Check out the link in the show notes to find out more. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with Kim Liu, who specializes in all kinds of genres of photography, and he's mostly well-known for his long-exposure photographs. He takes beautiful images of long-exposures using all kinds of interesting techniques and effects, and he also recently published a book. So we'll talk about all of these things and more in this episode. Please enjoy. Hi, Gim. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, um, my name's Gim. I'm 33. I'm from the UK and Hong Kong, currently living in London, and I specialize in long exposure photography. Really cool. Long exposure photography requires a certain amount of technical knowledge and creative knowledge, I think. So I think it takes a lot of time to really master it. And it's something that you're very good at. You have a very creative portfolio. So before to the whole technical side of things and how you come up with ideas for your shoots, can you let listeners know what camera equipment you use? Uh, I use a Canon 7D Mark II um, with various other equipment like tripods. Tri- I have a travel tripod, a little one if I'm traveling to take photos. Uh, my standard one, which is a bigger one, that's more sturdy. Wireless camera remote. Um, and other stuff like um if i'm taking steel wool i'd have my steel wool device um and anything else that will bring sparklers torches and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it depends on the situation and on yeah the- yeah 
Depends what I'm shooting, basically. But I'd always have my camera and tripod as standard. Yeah, I think a tripod and a wireless camera remote are very important for in-long exposure photography, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely are, yeah. And it depends if I'm shooting on my own as well. If I'm shooting on my own, I will need my wireless camera remote because it lets me not have to keep going back to the camera to set off the shot. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely very important. It saves a lot of time, that's for sure. Yeah, running back and forth from the camera all the time is not ideal. Absolutely. Yeah, I used to, there was a period in my life when I did not have a remote because of the camera equipment that I had. Just wasn't yeah. possible. Um, and I also couldn't afford it because I was a kid. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had to run back and forth and use the timer all the time. Time, And it was such a hassle. It was yeah, yeah. a good exercise, but it's very tiring. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that before I discovered that I could use a wireless remote and it made things a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great that camera technology is advancing so quickly. It's making life easier for everybody. Yeah. How did you get into long exposure photography? Um, so I just, I don't actually know. I think just by taking photos all the time, I just one time just tried it and then um, I liked how it looked and I liked how um, light streaks appear on the screen and then um I, I like the look of that and then I just continued I started to do more of that because all of the lights and colors and the light streaks just was well interesting to me so from there I just carried on doing it and then it just carried on developing into other types of long exposures Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of people when they get into photography, they don't think that they want to be photographers exactly. Sometimes they don't even know what that would entail. So sometimes it's just seeing a certain photograph and being like, I want to create something like that. For me, that was also quite, uh, that was something that I experienced. I remember seeing a really pretty photo and wanting to take something similar, but not even knowing how to achieve that. So I think it's something a lot of people can relate to just seeing certain effects and wanting to recreate them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I actually saw, I, I can't remember now if I saw photos as well and tried to do it or not, unfortunately. But yeah, that was how. And then I started from that's so that's what got me into it at first, just doing it. And then it just developed into um, doing other styles, like still war and then like adapting it and using other light sources and stuff to create more interesting photos just um the, the manipulation of um the long exposures when you take long shutter speeds was just fun and yeah interested me quite a lot and i just carried on doing it right and you have a very creative approach to it as you mentioned you kind of made it your own a lot of people, when they get into a specific genre, they start to take photos that are similar to other photographers' work. But then once you get more comfortable with it, you start to develop your own style. And you have definitely developed your own style. There's one yeah. that took um, a dartboard, and I think there's a dart playing. There. Yeah. And there's this beautiful sparkler effect, and I think it's a very unique shot. So that definitely has uh, your, your taste, your, your voice in it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what it kind of developed into. I think it it, it evolved from like I think yeah, this one was I think uh, from Instagram I started seeing still wool photos and then I started doing that myself and then I just using my imagination I just created new styles of photos. Right. Like like that one that you said. Mm-hmm. And, and various so, other ones. Yeah, so yeah. Speaking of that effect, uh, I'm going to uh, share a few photos of yours in our post at photographycourse.net. So if anyone wants to see Kim's work, definitely check that article out. But uh, there's a photo, many photos where you use sparklers and you use different kinds of props, as you mentioned earlier in this interview. What other props do you use to achieve this uh, beautiful long exposure sparkly effect? It's, um, it's all about the idea at the time. Um, there's nothing um, that I use every single time. It's just whatever the idea that I come up with. So when I think of an idea, I've, it's all about the idea. And it needs to be something that's um, just creative and... Um, um, these are the things that it must it must have at least one of the following when I take a photo. It must create an illusion or impression of movement, and it it has to bring a static object to life in some way. It needs to produce an image that's unique and unusual in appearance, and it needs to have the qualities that captivate or intrigue the viewer. So. It all depends on my idea, but um, for example, most recently I used a um, skateboard is one of them. Another one was, what are they called? A slinky. Do you know what a slinky is? Oh, yes. Is it like... Yeah. It's a toy for kids, right? And it kind of moves. Yeah, yeah. The, the spring type thing that when when you as a kid the toy that goes down the stairs yeah I most recently used that because I thought I came up with that idea and that turned out really well that photo Ooh. and another one and another one I used recently most newest was um a check checkerboard and checkers do you know what that is yeah yeah of course yeah yeah I used um. I use that as well. So it's yeah, the the objects just depends on the idea basically. Okay, yeah, it's good to be spontaneous and to use things that other photographers might not typically use because then you can come up with really original ideas for your work. Yeah, yeah, all all the ideas are my own. I come up with mine. I don't. I try. I make photos that I haven't seen before, so most probably someone else hadn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to have your own style, and yeah, it's it's great that you have developed something that is really unique and people can be impressed with. I see that you have a lot of followers on Instagram, and they often compliment you and are inspired by your work. So you're definitely creating a great community of your own. Oh, thank you. Do you have Instagram yourself? I do not. I recently deleted it because it was a bit too distracting. But <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so long exposure photography, of course, if, let's say someone has an idea and they want to bring it to life in the form of long exposure photography, how can they take that photograph in a way that is technically good? Well, um, 
I made the after dark photography formula, which sets it out in four stages. So um, I'll briefly summarize what it is. You, the first step to stage one of planning is you need to think of your idea, which is quite important. Like the, um, like what I explained earlier, where you have to come up with the idea, think of something that you want to do, or for me, something that I haven't done or no one else has seen before. And then after that, you need to um, think about your location where you want to do it and and where it's possible to do it for your idea. So it must fit the idea, the location. Um, the third step in the first stage is to get all your equipment together, think of what you need. And then from there, you move on to stage two, which is um, the setup. And you have to, this is at the location. So once you're at your location, you need to think of the positioning of yourself, where you're going to be and where your camera is going to be. And once you've decided on that, you move on to doing your camera settings. Typically, typically it's always ISO 100, aperture 3.5, and the shutter speed depends on what kind of photo you're taking. It can be anywhere from one second, um, anywhere from a couple of seconds up until 30 seconds. And then once you've got your camera settings done, you focus your camera with autofocus. After you've got your focus up, you move on to taking test shots to see if your camera is um, producing the right photo for your idea. And then once you've got a successful test shot, you move on to stage three, which is the execute stage where you do the action, if, if at all, for that photo. So... On that stage, there's only two um, steps to it. You set off the self-timer to capture the photo that you're going to, the idea that you came up with. And if needed, you perform the action. Or if you're not performing an action in that photo, you just let the camera take the photo. For example, if you're just taking a photo of a vehicles passing by you just let that happen and then after that's done you move on to stage four which is the analysis stage where you look at the photo that you've taken examine it and then see if you need to make any adjustments to it which is the second step and then you repeat the the last step is that you repeat the stage three again until you're satisfied with a photo yeah, so, um, yeah, I, it's quite a um, systematic approach that I take to it, to, is to make sure that um, nothing gets missed. Yeah, and the systematic approach is very important, and planning is really important as well, and knowing what kind of image you want to create, and that can be yeah. a photo shoot. Yeah, that's great. It seems like you've really thought this through, and you have a process that works for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, hope, yeah, I hope it works for others as well. It does keep it all organized and stuff. Yeah. And then make sure that nothing gets missed out. Absolutely. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton.
Hi, my name is Rob. I specialise in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. You mentioned using a self-timer, and so there are two approaches. You either take a photograph of something that is moving, and then you're not in the shot, or you are in the shot, and you use a, a remote to photograph yourself. Yeah, but you would always use... Uh, uh... Um, you would always use a, a self-timer. I think when you use a wireless remote, you set off the self-timer with the wireless remote because it still does a countdown. Mm -hmm. And you want that because you don't want the photo to be taken straight away. Yeah, because that will result in blurred shots, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's an important tip uh, in long exposure photography. Is, uh, let's say in portrait photography, that's not necessarily something you need to think about unless you're going for a specific effect. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, you can't press the shutters uh, yourself because that'll just result in camera shake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're holding a sparkler in front of the camera and you set off the timer and the camera starts taking a photograph of you for a second or 30 seconds or however long. So you walk around and what is that process like? I'm sure that a lot of uh, beginners uh, are not familiar with uh, what that is. Depends what your idea is, but um, say, for example, you were going to take a photo of your car or a car, you would set off the self, do the whole setup. The, you would do the planning and the setup, um, as explained, and then um, you set off the self timer. And then, for example, if you were going to just highlight the wheels and make it look like it moved. You would um, set off the self-timer and ha be ready by where the... You would be ready at the wheel, let the... Once you know that the camera's taken a photo, then spark the sparkler and then do the highlight of both wheels and then draw a, um, a line to look like it moved. But um, that is all in the preparation where you would need to know what your route is that you're going to draw. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so it's not something you can just do spontaneously because then you won't know what the results will look like. No, but you, you could also do it spontaneously. Uh, it may work. So because the camera is taking photos for, let's say, 20 seconds, you won't be that visible in the shot if you move around a lot. No, no. You may you may be at certain points, possibly like at the lighting stage, but not typically. No, you would just appear like a ghost. But it's always a good tip to. Um, I don't. I always forget to do this. It's a good tip to wear dark colors like black if you're doing it. Right. It helps being hidden. Yeah, just to blend in with the environment. Yeah, that's a great tip. I've never heard that. Yeah, yeah. Always try and wear dark colors. I always forget that. That's quite a good tip, that one. Always wear gray or something like that. And sometimes I show up, but you don't show up. You show up a much less if you wear dark colors like black. Mm -hmm. And what colors do you typically wear then? Gray. 
Yeah. yeah, I've seen myself in a few shots like that and I've had to redo it. Yeah, I'm sure. So I don't, don't want to be seen. Yeah, just have to blend in like a chameleon. Yeah. You'll yeah. be okay. You've been to over 40 countries, which is impressive. How has traveling affected your creativity? Um, I'll say quite a lot. It brings up a, a lot more opportunities to take photos. And, it, it, um, and I meet people who get interested in it and come along and assist me and have fun with it as well. Um, it doesn't actually matter what country I'm in to do my photos is just it all depends on the idea really the actual country doesn't affect the creativity that much the creativity stays the same yeah it's good that your environment doesn't affect you too much because then you would have to depend on traveling all the time which is yeah yeah no it's always it's on the idea it all it all relies it all dependent on the idea the create the creativity is the same your ideas and your creativity and what's inside that's what matters most right yeah exactly okay yeah. so no matter where you go you always have ideas and you can make the most of whatever you have in the moment yeah exactly or bring it along with you in ready to take the photo for example another idea that i have that i haven't done yet is i wanted to do one with a frisbee and um to make it look like the frisbee has flown no, a boomerang, sorry. A boomerang to make it look like a boomerang has been thrown, gone around and come back to me. So if I was traveling, I would just bring that boomerang with me and then do the photo at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's easy with props that aren't too big. You can just carry them with you and you can use them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, congratulations on publishing a photography book. What is it about and what inspired you to write it? Um, it's about long exposure photography and how you how to take five different types of photos. So the five types are light painting, vehicle light trails, steel wall, outlining and trajectory. The, the last two were the two styles that I made up myself and it it explains all about all aspects of how to do it before and after and teaches you the theory and the practical behind it in short and i was inspired to write it just because i wanted to inspire creativity and others by showing people the two styles that i made yeah it's really exciting it's it must have been so interesting for you as you got into long exposure photography to discover your own style and then to come up with completely different and unique styles in this genre. Yeah. Yeah, and it was important for me. I wanted to I wanted to put it out there to show people and show people and, and teach did. others how to do it. Yeah. No, it's great that you're sharing your knowledge with others. You could have kept it to yourself, but you decided to teach others and inspire them, so that's nice. Yeah, and I always wanted to write a book anyway, and um, I thought, yeah, why not do it in my passion of photography? I knew I was capable of doing it, but what about? I didn't know what to do about, and then I thought, yeah, I'll do it on this. 
And what was the process of writing it like? I have, I often hear from educators, educators that when you teach something, you learn even more than if you just practice on your own. So did it inspire you in any way? Did it teach you something about yourself, the process of writing a book? Uh, no, I already, just from university, doing my undergraduate and my postgraduate, um, I knew I was capable of doing it. I was, I know how it works. Um, and like the format that a book should take. So that helps quite a lot. Um, yeah. 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 It's great to have writing experience because then you can just confidently dive into it. But what was interesting about it was, um, it was quite, cause it, I just know how to do everything already, um, to take the photos and um actually writing it was quite a challenge writing down what you actually do was quite a challenge when i don't actually think about it when i do it yeah i think that's when i do all the different steps yeah a lot of photographers can relate to that myself included when you do something you're in the moment i often just don't i completely blank out because i'm in the moment i'm enjoying myself uh, and sometimes it's difficult to explain to people what i'm doing so it's uh, it's a completely different world to teaching others yeah, it definitely is. Well, I have one more question for you, and that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? No, just just to inspire creativity in others, and that's all really, and just show 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 my photos that I've created, and yeah, not too much. That's a great answer. Even if it's a short answer, I think it's very meaningful and wholesome. The fact that you want to help others, that's a great goal to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have and anything else is just a bonus, really. I think it's a good attitude to have. Everything else is just a bonus. You know, to have a few core values as a photographer and for everything else to be a bonus, that's it can uh, help you avoid a lot of stress, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say that, really. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I wish you the best with your goals, and I look forward to seeing all the photos that you take in the future. Yeah, Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and to share thank your you. with me. I, uh, I wish you the very best with your photography journey. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, that was good. I had fun with it. Thank you. The Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. I hope this episode gave you a lot of useful information about long exposure photography. I learned a lot from Gim, and I'm very grateful for all the things he shared. If you're interested in finding out more about this, make sure to check out his book. And also, if you want to ask Gim some questions or if you want to participate in our podcast discussions, make sure to join our community where you'll be able to do all of these things very easily in one neat space. There's a link to our community in the description. See you next week. There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.